first aid ministry, are you collecting offering? <laughs> ah. Pastor Mother wants to run. I think we should go to the field and, and make it happen. Exercise is good. So during praise and worship, you heard it. You got to move the body. It helps. It's good. <laughs> we give God a praise. Uh, thanking God for these two ministries, business and first aid ministries. And we thank God for his investment in our life. And that's what made our life to be a business. Your life is a business. And you are to yield profit unto his glory. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We are grateful. Your word says the entrance of your word gives life. We receive it today in abundance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, when I was told the team for, <laughs> for this day by our two ministries that are blessing us today, they said the vigilant watchman. You know something that I remember? I remember it's an incident that happened to me one time when I was a security guard. I think I've said it before. Because when I oh no, you will hear it now. Because <laughs> when, when I saw the announcement and all that, I saw somebody like a security guard standing right there. <laughs> I used to be a security guard some years ago <laughs> when we first came to America. And you know when you come, you do this job from this job to another job, you just go all over like that. They put me my, you know, my station. I was to watch the lobby of these apartment buildings. I was so tired that day. As a security, we, we don't have guns, but we, they will give us a, you got it. You've been a security before? <laughs> So they gave me the walkie-talkie, you know, and uh, my station, my office in the lobby, I have a phone. That's my office. I didn't know that they've been calling me on the radio. I was gone. <laughs> Sleeping. <laughs> People coming in, I, I didn't even know. People are doing their thing. I was doing my a vigilant watchman. Wow. <laughs> they call me. They call me. I supposed to say 10-4. Everything secure, secure. You know? <laughs> they didn't hear my voice. They look at me on the monitor. 
they saw the vigilant watchman sleeping. You know what they did? They sent somebody from the base to take my radio. They came to my office, took my radio, <laughs> and I didn't even know. This was not midnight shift. I, I was so, I'm like, what is this? They now began to, after they took my radio, they were calling, calling my phone. I now got up. What, what happened to your radio? I said, no, it's good. <laughs> ah, okay, we've been calling your radio. Can you pick it up? I look, I said, man. These people took my radio. I thought maybe one of the people passing in, you know, the apartment building. You know, you can you can expect anything. They said, "Why are you sleeping?" I was trying to answer the question, but not to go directly because I didn't want to say yes, and I didn't want to say no. I was trying to say, "I, I, I can't. I don't know what. No, why are you sleeping?" Okay, we're sending someone to take over your, your place. You come to the office real quick. Oh, party. <laughs> so I got to the office. You know what I said? I said, to be honest with you, I was so tired. I was sleeping. I am sorry. They were laughing. <laughs> Security, man, you're supposed to watch the lobby. You are not the type who will forgive you. But there will be a memo that will be in your file. I said, I told you what I did. <laughs> yes, we corrected you. That is why we are restoring you back. Go back, but you get a memo. Don't sleep again. So if you are sleeping, shout hallelujah. <laughs> The kind of the watchman we are talking about today is not that security guy sleeping on duty. You, you don't even know who comes in, who goes. I put the entire building at risk by sleeping. You are the watchman for your heart. And you are to watch with all diligence and be vigilant as you are watching. When you are watching, you are not watching your shoes. You are not watching your wristwatch. You are not watching your wears. You are watching whom you are. Because your heart defines you. The book of, Pro, of Proverbs, where the team came from, chapter 4, verse 23, from there to go, it says, keep vigilant watch over your heart. That is where life starts. 
Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter. White lies. Oh, there is white lies? White lies. Gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sides like show distraction. Watch your step. Brother, let me tell us this morning that the heart that the Bible is talking about here, it's not the heart that pumps blood into our body to function as a human being. That is not what the Bible is telling us to watch because you can't even see it. But the Bible is talking about you. The heart here is, is whom you are as a person. And it is very important that you pay attention to it. It's everything about you. That is you. Our heart is important if we want to succeed physically and if we want to succeed spiritually. Our heart is important if we want to prosper in our businesses, in our endeavors. It is not just about skills. It is about whom you are. The Bible says, as a man thinks, so he is. It's a command for us to watch our heart. And God knows why. He's given us that command. And it is very important that we keep it well. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. In New Living Translation, the Bible says, The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on, on the earth. And he saw that everything, everything they thought or imagined was what? Consistently and totally evil. Hey. Consistently. Do you know that people can be in the church and listening to the word of God and be thinking evil? People can be talking to you and be laughing. You look so good. Wow. And be thinking evil. I love you. And be thinking evil. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, the human heart is the most deceitful of fish, animal, uh, birds, Anything of all things and desperately, not just wicked, desperately. Everybody say the heart of man. Who really knows how bad it is? When God says that all that the man thinks about consistently is evil and the bible is also saying that the heart of man is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked we need to guard our heart 
See how much we invest into securing our vehicles, securing our juries. Some women, you can't play with their juries, I'm telling you. You cannot move closer. They, they, they build shield security for it. It's important. You move in stuff and you move the jewelry box, you finish it. <laughs> Some man is electronics. You cannot mess with the electronics. Some people is shoes. Pocketbook. Clothes. Whatever it is. We spend time. We invest. Do you know that we really think about guarding our heart? We are to guard our heart because our thought controls the rest of our life. It's full of evil, continually, consistently. That is why we, as children of God, you cannot ignore who you are. You need to pay attention and protect yourself. When we say your heart, we say you. So put it together as we proceed. Your thoughts, brethren, whether positive or negative, whether good or bad, Controls your attitude. Your attitude leads to your action, and your action leads to the achievements, the outcome of what you do. So it's very, very important that we take note of that. Because what you do comes from the thinking process, is very, very important. Ah! You can be quiet and be thinking, working so hard, more than a computer, you know, trying to put things together, and you are, you are furious, you are upset, you are waiting for anybody to just cross that boundary because something, <laughs> the hunger has been triggered. You are not talking, but you are boiling. Your eyes is going like, hey, the devil is like, yes, good job. Good job, good job, good job. And you are like... <laughs> If they put water on you, it will boil. That is still the thought. And when it is time, that thought leads to what? Action. Action. And they said action speaks louder than what? It is very, very important, brethren, that we know that the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. The problem we have, whether physically, we're talking of exercise. Some people already saying right there that I don't think I can do that thing. That's not for me. You know, I'm good the way God made me. I'm good. <laughs> I'm healthy. I don't need to do that. I don't have fat. I've done it before. It never worked. You know those are thoughts. Yeah. Somebody right there already lose it. Okay, bring it to the business world. 
You already thinking, thinking that that is not for you, but the money is good. But I don't think I have the tolerance. I don't think I can do it. You already disqualify yourself. All this is from the heart. It is very, very important that God's plan for us to have good health, to have wealth, to have wisdom, it begins in your thought life. You need to embrace it. You need to understand it. You need to accept it. You need to believe it. And it will happen. It will work. It's not a magic. Our heart is very, very important. In, the, in this scripture where we read, there are three things that I want us to take note right there before we proceed. You know, in, in Proverbs chapter 4, verse, from verse 23, 24, 25, and 26, right? There are three major ways whereby we can be influenced. That's why it's very, very important we take note of it, okay? Verse 24, in message scripture, the Bible says in, 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 in verse 24, Right? See this, so don't worry about it. The way message puts it doesn't break it. Sorry. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter. You know, that is teasing. In unnecessary teasings. You know. White lies and gossip. And keep your eyes straight ahead. Now, I want to bring three things out of here. What you hear is important. It can influence your heart. That is why you need to be aware of your environment. What you hear can control your thinking process. Number two, what you see can control your thinking process. Number three, where you go, keep your, you know, you see that? Where you go can control your thinking process. So bring the three together, what you see, what you hear, and where you go. Let's say it together, what you see, what you hear, and where you go. Some people will say, no, I'm fine. I can go there and nothing will happen to me. It's better to prevent than to go and be calling Holy Ghost fire. You won't see no fire. Because you, he already gave us wisdom and encourages us to avoid every appearances of evil. What you hear is important today. Some people will hear and they run with it. Without even verifying it. And that thing, that, that thing they heard just stick to their heart. And controls how they see things, see people, and how they go about in life. What you hear is important. So what do you listen to? Do you know that one, one time, you know, at work, this guy was playing music, music. I, at a point, I didn't know what they were saying in the music. But at a point, I was just doing this, you know. I, I was moving to the beat. He already stopped his music. But what I heard a few minutes ago, the thing came back. Even when there was no music being played, I was playing it in my head. And I was going like this. 
before I call myself to order, what you hear is important, brethren. What you see is another thing. It is very, very important. It is true. Let's understand it. You know, looking doesn't make you to commit sin. But what do you do after looking? When after, because you, you're driving, of course. You're not going to close your eyes because, oh, no, no, no. I'm holy. I don't, I, no, no. You will see. You got to open your eyes. But what do you do with what you see afterward? It's important. Do you get my point? Yes. Some people, a day after what they have seen, now the team visit them. And they begin to now imagine. Imagination starts. They begin to imagine what they saw yesterday. And the devil is trying to beautify it well, you know. Adding to it for them to now act it. And one, the moment you allow the thought to control you, now captivity comes. Now you've been captured by the thought that you are imagining from what you saw. If you are not under the, the influence of the Holy Spirit, you will get up and begin to look for ways to bring it to pass. What you've seen. I'm telling you, if you have to cook a lie, it will give it to you to just come up with a story. You know, in those days, when you, when you see a girl that you like, I never did it. I heard it. <laughs> I never did it. I'm telling you the honest truth. <laughs> when you see a girl, yeah, we all went to school now. Didn't you go to school? I can call some of you to come and share testimony. <laughs> you look like... Somebody that I, I've seen you before. Now lie you. <laughs> he didn't see her before. Oh, really? Where? Actually, I'm trying to remember. Remember nothing. Trying to. <laughs> oh. Why you the one that, and that one will say no. Maybe we look alike. Oh, I'm sorry. By the way. I know Luapo is my name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, people like Obi or Kafo, they have done this thing. <laughs> I see Chike's wife pointing to him. <laughs> see? See right there, what did he do? Hey, he tried to. He never met her, right? But see how it came. What you see is important. See how people dress these days, even married women. Preach gospel to them. Summertime is coming, you will see all manner of stuff. I'm telling you, we, they call it fashion. But it is not fashion. It is what? Uh -huh, you have the word. I'm telling you. And you know what baffles me is some men sit right there and they see their wife 
exposing what shouldn't be exposed, and they are proud of it. They will even take picture and put, put it everywhere. Now, when young boys are being rude, disrespecting mommy, now you want, you want to upset yourself. Because mommy put herself to that level for the young boys to check her out. Dress well. It is dignity. It is glorifying. Everything God gives you, you marry. It's for your mind. It's not for outside. Yeah. You own him. He owns you. Hallelujah. See, when you dress woman, ask, your husband is your mirror, really. Your husband is your mirror. Only am I okay? Yeah, when he approves, then you find. I believe your husband will approve what God approves. Because that is very, very important. We are men and women of dignity. Appearance matters. Don't join those people that say it doesn't matter what is in the heart. It is the heart that God looks. Out of the abundance of heart, that speaks. What is going on here is what comes out for people to see. It is very, very important. Do you know because of the state of the heart of man, that is why God says something. In Proverbs chapter 23, verse 26, Proverbs 23, verse 26, in TPT version of the Bible, my son, give me your heart and embrace fully what I'm about to tell you. My son, you see why I'm saying that your heart is not the one that pumps blood. God is not taking it. It's you that he is talking about. My son, give me you. And embrace fully what I'm about to do. You know, you know why? Because it is very, very important. When God wants to start to change a life, it starts by changing their thinking process. It starts with your heart. Then you begin to see things differently. You begin to think differently. Those things that were not matters to you then, now it matters to you because God has changed your heart. He, he has renewed your heart. Now you can see things with the eyes of God. And you pay attention to it. Give me your heart. It means having a new life, a new purpose, a new sense of self guided by the Holy Spirit and he is the owner. And when you give him your heart, brethren, you will find peace, you will feel strong, you will feel renewed, you will feel fearless, you experience real love, you are rescued from pain, you find true happiness. You will understand everything and you will be able to do everything. In terms of physically, you will be well fitted. Spiritually, you are well balanced. All rounded, you are secured and tight. The 
Very quickly before we round up, I will give us four things we need to do to guide our heart. And you know why? Told John 1 2 in amplified version. Let's see what God promised us so that we will take it serious what He commanded us to do about our heart. Beloved, I pray. That in every way, in every way, you may what? Succeed, number one, and number two, and number three, be in good health. Can we say those three together? Succeed, prosper, and be in good health. Again, succeed, prosper. Tell me which of these you don't want. So we bring the two ministries together now from this scripture. He wants us to succeed. He wants us to prosper in all our endeavors. And number three, he wants us to be in good health. For this to be accomplished, your heart is important. To be in line with this to happen. So that is why that command is important for us to take it serious. Because you want to succeed. Succeed means to achieve. Prosper means to, to accomplish and be wealthy in what God has put under your care. And to be in good health so that you can enjoy number one and number two. Because if you're not in good health, you cannot enjoy the prosperity and the success that you have. So the three are very, very important. So I'm, I'm going to tell us, the four things I will tell us, I put it in a way that we will remember it, okay? And not, not, the first thing is, reset your heart. Everybody say it together. Reset your heart. Say it with confidence. Reset your heart. Number two, reevaluate your heart. Re are you with me? Are you here? So let's go. Number two. What's number one? Number two. Number three. Release your heart. Let's say it. And number four. Rest your heart. Let's say it. We should be able to say all the four without even them posting it for us, right? Number one, reset. Number two, number three, number four. So let's just take the arrow, arrow. Don't worry about your heart, your heart, your heart, your heart. Number one, reset. Really? No, no, don't rush me. Number one, number two, number three. Number four, rest. When you do this for brethren, you will succeed, you will prosper, and you will be in good health. As simple as it is. So, reset your heart is very, very important. Reset is to readjust something, to reset something from what it used to be to what it should be now. 
over here, I want to talk about hate and love. You must identify some things that you should hate in order to love what is good. So you must reset your heart from loving what is wrong and hate what is wrong. It's very, very important. Until you identify what to hate, you can never love what is good. Are you with me? I want to say that hate, I know it's not a biblical word, right? But the Bible says it. You must hate evil. We, anything that is ungodly, we must hate it. You will see that this is Bible. Because we think everything should be love, love, love. We cannot love everything. Otherwise, we will not succeed, prosper, and be in good health. If you're just loving, loving, loving everything, there are things you should hate. Hate is the most powerful motivation to change. You really want to hate what is wrong, you must identify it and hate it. How do you get there? You want to focus on what it does for you and what it does to you. There are two different things, right? What it does for you. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this for us to understand what to hate and what to love, right? It's not everything we embrace. Try to understand what that thing does for you and what he does to you, the outcome. I'm telling you, it is important. Let's take anger, for example. What anger does for you, it's sweet. But what it does to you is bad. Hate it. Are you here? Coming late to anything. I'm not saying church. Anything, you're always late. What it does to you and what it does for you. There are two different things. Coming late to everything. What it does for you gives you the opportunity to sleep longer. To take your time. To be you who you are. But what it does to you should encourage you to hate it. Because what he does to you is puts you in an embarrassed, embarrassment situation. Right? <laughs> Until you hate being late, you cannot love being early. That is the fact. Until what? Until you hate being late, you can never love being early. So to love, oh, I want to be early. I want to be early. First of all, you must hate being late. That is where I start from. I hate it. Lord, help me. I don't like this. When you come to church and you're late, they put you in the front. And you don't like that. You are uncomfortable. Everybody's looking at me. The next time, come early. So that you can pick where you want. Somebody was telling me one time at work, oh, I, I like mozzarella. mozzarella. I love mozzarella. I love mozzarella. 
I said, what is this mozzarella? <laughs> she now explained it. And I'm like, ah, what does it do to you? No, no, don't go there. You see this? It's, it's slapping himself. That's what it do. That's what it does to me. But I love the taste. But I hate the outcome. Then you must hate it. Praise God. Psalm 119, verse 113. In Amplified Bible, I hate those who are double-minded, but I love and treasure your law. I hate those who are double-minded, but I love and treasure your law. You are able to love the word of God until you are able to hate being double-minded. To hate what you should hate, it comes from a renewed mind. Otherwise, you won't see anything wrong in what you're doing. You would just be like that. You would think that's how you were born. <laughs> you can change. Yes. If anyone is in Christ, it's a new creature. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. In typical version of the Bible, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total what? Reformation of how you think. How you think has to be changed. Brethren, re, re, reset your heart. How you think, how you think has to be changed. This will what? Empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Until that reformation of how you think takes place, you can never be empowered to discern God's will. So the reset cannot happen until the heart is being renewed. See, let me tell you, brethren, if you do not hate something that you dislike, you will be tempted to go back into it. So you must hate it in order not to go, not to go back. And the moment you have been renewed, you will see that you are no longer lived by situation. You will be living by revelation. This will empower you to discern God's will. That is revelation. That's what will now control your life. Number two, our time is really, really growing. Reevaluate your heart. And this is daily exercise. People tell us, do it 10 times, do it three times. Do it. It's very, very true. Very, very true. Evaluating, reevaluating your heart daily is very, very important. The Bible tells us in Hebrew chapter 3, verse 12, so search your heart once in a week. When? Search your heart every day, my brothers and my sisters, and make sure that none of you has evil or unbelief hiding within you. It's good. <laughs> After church, go home, reevaluate, go through the journey of the day, what you did, 
and all that. Because the devil is subtle in his way. It's very, very important. And as, as, as you're evaluating yourself and the Spirit of God opens your eyes to something, you immediately grab it, you fix it. You're moving on. It will not linger. You correct, you adjust immediately. Daily exercise of your heart is very, very important. It can cause you to be insensitive, unresponsive to the things of God if we don't reevaluate our heart. You wouldn't know. You would just think that, you know, some people do stuff and they don't see anything wrong with it. It's because they haven't really sat down and take time for the Spirit of God to minister to them, to open their eyes to it. And when your eyes is open to something, you'll be like, oh... I didn't know. How many times have you said, oh, yes. It's important. That is called spiritual exercise. Sit alone. Reevaluate. Go over your journey for the day. Let God open your eyes to something you said that shouldn't have been said in that way. And then you bounce back. That is how you bounce back. There are two things we need to watch from that scripture. It said evil. Please go back to that scripture. I want us to really see it. Evil or unbelief. Doing what? Hiding. See the word hiding. Evil or unbelief can hide, can hide in our heart. You didn't plan for it. You didn't want it, but the thing just finds its way in you. And if you don't reevaluate yourself to discover it, you will begin to see that your heart will just beginning to grow in that aspect. We're doing good with time. Number three. What's number three? Release. Release. Release your heart. That is, release you. Release the past from your heart, brethren. You must release your heart from the past. A lot of people can never succeed and prosper and be in good health just because they're still holding on to the past. It's not about fasting and prayer, it's about doing the word. To be honest with you, it's not easy to hold, to just let the past go. Some people have past of 20 years, 80 years, who knows? Many, many years. As you're sitting down here, are you holding on to any past that is hurting you? Holding on to it is holding you back from progressing. See, if I hold... If I hold it, let me say this is somebody because I didn't want to call you out. If I hold you now, I say you are not going. Is it just him that's not going? I'm not going too. I'm not going, you are not going. Eh? The two of us are not going. <laughs> so the two of us are right there stuck just because I refuse to let you go. When you refuse to let the past go, you are putting your future 
in a cage. You cannot get there. Don't forget what is waiting for you. Success. Number two, prosperity. Number three, good health. This must be so valuable to us than holding on to the past that will not profit us. You cannot even live in the will of God when you are living in the past. No. What did the Bible say in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19? So don't remember what happened in earlier times. Don't. My, my brethren, don't remember. This is God talking to you. Don't even think about what happened a long time ago. Why? Because I am doing something new. The more you are holding on to what happened a long time ago that is telling you not to, you will not be able to get to verse 19. I am doing something new. Now you will grow like a plant. <laughs> See success. Surely you know this is true. I will even make a road in the desert. That is, I will do the uncommon. That is, I will bring prosperity to you. And rivers will flow through that dry land. But what is making this to happen? Delete the past. If it is difficult for you, as you're hearing my voice this day, it is so difficult for you to let go the past, you talk to him. God, help me. I want to be detached from my past. It hurts to let go. But guess what? It hurts more to hold on. Which one you want? Oh, I can't let it go. It's hot. I feel the pain. <laughs> but it's hot more to hold on. Because the more you hold on to it, the more that wound is getting decayed, getting worse. Looking back to the past, holding on to the past, brethren, will distract you from what is in front of you. See what is in front of you. He wants you to grow like a new plant. He wants to make a road for you in the desert. And he wants to make rivers to flow through that dry land. To heal your wound, you need to stop touching it. When you stop touching it, you will see the wound will get healed. You see this one, you talk about it. You see that person, you will talk about it. You keep touching your wound, it's not going to get better. Let it go. How you talk to yourself about the past is important. It can either move you forward or get you stuck. So that's why we need to be careful how we talk about it. When you talk about it, you can share testimony how what happened in the past. It's not to, to be talking, you know what? In fact, each time I remember, <laughs> each time I remember, 
Ah, that thing is still hurting you. <laughs> and you are shaking like you should see that person. You did not forgive. I forgive, oh, God sees me. You, and you forgive and you're doing this? Really? Oh, 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 you need prayer. You need to begin to pray for yourself right there that God, don't let me be destroyed. My future is important to me. Because you cannot get to the future until you let the past go. Some people will say, I can't believe. I can't believe this happened to me. Why can't you believe? Why? Who are you that you don't think it can happen to you? When it happened to Jesus? Why don't you talk to him? Jesus, you say you are my Lord. Give me the grace to be like you. We sing it as a song now. I want to be like Jesus. <laughs> the moment we got to Jesus, we, we, I want to be like Jesus. <laughs> Let it go. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Then you should be able to say the same thing. And if you cannot get there to say the same thing, it means the prayer starts with you, not the person. You know why some people can't let the past go? Because they're waiting for apology. Apology is not coming. You should let it go. <laughs> yeah. You're waiting for apology, and you want to succeed, and you want to prosper, and you want to be in good health. That person is sleeping. You are not sleeping. Ah, hey. The person didn't even know that you are still upset, and they will see you, they will smile, and you are like, mm, yeah. <laughs> and when you get to your corner, you be like, she's even greeting me. Greeting me. Did she know what she did to me? What did they do to you? You need Jesus to show her face to face before you can let it go. Is that what you're waiting for? That means after you're gone. From here. But he has plans for us. Make a choice. Treat yourself well. Treat yourself well. Come on, don't, don't even... You, you keep watching if they will come your way so that they can say sorry. What if they don't come and say sorry? <laughs> they don't have to say sorry. What is that sorry doing to you when God is saying, my son, have healed you? Isn't that awesome? I have prosperity for you. I have success for you. I have good health for you. Hey, it's important. So that's number three. Release. Release. Let's see Proverbs chapter 4 verse 25. Proverbs 4, 25. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead. Ignore life's distraction. They didn't, for, they didn't say, he didn't, he did, he told, he didn't told, all those things, he didn't. Don't worry, don't let them, even, don't even give them chance to, it's over, it's over, it's over. I don't remember anymore. Hey, <laughs> set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead. Let's go to the last one. Our time is up. What is it? Rest your heart. Rest your heart. Rest your heart. That is, rest you. They're calling you workaholic and you are happy. 
Ah, that man can walk. He's working a lot. And you know, I get it. <laughs> oh, you need to. You need a break. You need to rest, man. If your wife don't rest, tell her. If your husband don't rest, tell him. Stay right there. Sometimes I tell my wife, do you have to do all the cooking today? Are we expecting visitor? Even if visitor come, they will eat what we Me, I won't help you. <laughs> and it's true. When I say I will not, I won't. Because I have my chores on Saturday with my list that they give me. And faithfully, I do it. When, <laughs> when I do my list, you know, I bring everything. I load, offload everything. I set everything. I'm not going to stay all day. And, and be doing <laughs> If you think that is not godly, I'm a godly man. <laughs> because I want good health. It's important. See Jesus Christ our Lord. He did not play with that. Are you kidding me? Mark chapter 1 verse 35. Mark 135, a new King James Version. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. You need that solitary time for yourself. Many of you never go on vacation. Okay, Mother's Day is coming. That's your gift. Tell your husband you want vacation. See, this type of going away is not where you go, you go this way, you go this place, you go all the side, and you come back well beaten. No, I'm talking of going away and rest. Eat, sleep, pray. Eat, sleep, pray. Eat, sleep, pray. You always cook, cook, cook. Let them cook for you. You always clean, clean, clean. Let them come and make your bed and clean your room. What's wrong with that? Because you are a Christian, that is why you should do it. It's important to take a break. Some of us feel like, no, no, no. I like to do my thing. Ah, you are still here. (laughs) For you to be here longer, you need to take a break. It's very, very important. Go away and relax. Go and recharge yourself. Mark chapter 6, verse 30 to 32. They slipped away. The apostles returned from their mission and gathered around Jesus and told him everything they had done and taught after they had walked. See what Jesus said. There was such a swirl of activity around Jesus with so many people coming and going that they were unable to even eat a meal. So Jesus said to his disciples, come. Let's take a break and find a secluded place where you can what? Rest. You need rest to make your heart effective and be sensitive. Lastly, Luke chapter 5 verse 16. Let me give you one more. Do you like this break? Yes, take a break. Take a break. Not too long ago, I took my wife to Las Vegas. Las Vegas. She was never there before. <laughs> I'm telling you. She was never there. She saw all the beautiful stuff. Take a break. My friend told me, go here, go here. I didn't go nowhere. 
I rested well. I said, no, I'm not going to go back and be tired. You know, let me just rest. Luke chapter 5, verse 16. Jesus often went away to other places to be alone. So that when you rest well, you will be able to focus well. You will be able to recharge. You will come back alive. You will discern what God is telling you well. Rest is important. Number one. Reset your heart. Number two. Reevaluate your heart. Number three. Release your heart. Number four. Rest your heart. If there is somebody here that you are holding on to, immediately after church, make sure you come to them. Hey, my sister, God bless you. you that is it. It's over. Once you do that, finish. No more fight. Hallelujah. <laughs>